I've been a little lost lately. As a journalist by trait, it's easy to have a voice. It's easy to write about the stories of others. It's easy to forget about your own story and just focus on everyone else. You know, I have a great life. I have a wonderful new home. My husband is fantastic. He's such a great man. Our families are great. We just moved into this awesome house that sits on some land that allows us to grow our own personal business, raising cows, and and it's just great. But I feel like I say great, and what I really mean is everything else is great, but me, I... I don't know really what to do with myself anymore. I'm sort of just lost. And I don't know. Um, I was doing some research on on blogging because that's what I do. I, I, I do overkill research. It's kind of my thing. And it's part of what makes a really good journalist. But it's not a good thing for every aspect of your life. Anyway, I was doing some research, and it said that you had to spend $500 or $1,000 to create a blog. Really, all I want to do is is find my voice again. Really? Um, anyway, so not that anybody is ever going to listen to this. This is my own personal voice diary, because it seems to be easier to do right these days, although I have no motivation to, but it seems to be hard to talk. And I, I just feel like I really need to talk. Um, well, anyway, a um, bit about me. I uh, graduated with a communications degree, and I immediately went out and found this really cool job um, working for a small now small hometown newspapers of County Away. Uh, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. And from there, I was able to take my career a step up to become a section editor and edit sports. And I did that for about two years. And again, that was really fun. But unfortunately, that paper merged with another and uh, everybody wants to do sports. And so my job was the only one that was duplicated and I was I was laid off. As luck would have it, uh, this website group of websites popped up on my Facebook just randomly, and I started following them and liking what they had to say. Um, Our local newspaper just, the people who who work there are great and wonderful, and they do what they can, but it's ran by a conglomerate, and they don't care about anything but the bottom line, so they just are... Our area is severely lacking in news, and and there's a real need there. So I thought, man, these websites are perfect. And I arranged a meeting with the owner, and he seemed like a very nice guy, and we hit it off, and we started working together. And I, I did the news and covered the events and took photos and everything, and he sold the advertising and handled the business operations and, and all of that. Well, I thought that's what he was doing. Come to find out, 
he wasn't doing that. He wasn't handling business at all. In fact, he was not working, and he was taking the money made from advertising and funneling it to God knows where, but it wasn't going to paying me. So about after a year and a half of struggling to do that and thinking that the sun was just around the corner, just around that next cloud, it never came out, and we ended up parting ways badly. And it just really shook me, I guess. It it was a job that I, I loved. I truly loved it. I adored the work I was doing, the purpose that I had, and, and the doing good for my community. And it just all came tumbling down. I ended up just taking any old job just because, you know, my husband and I needed the income and, and we needed the health insurance. And it's a good job. It is. The people I work with are really great. Um, they're nice. They're quiet. The office is clean. It's relatively low drama. The work is is easy. But that's the problem. The work is easy. It, it doesn't do anything for you. It's not stimulating. And and honestly, after the blow up with the websites, that's what I needed. I, I needed something I didn't have to think about. I needed to be able to go just clock in and and clock out and just uh and not have any responsibilities and not have to worry about where my next paycheck was coming from but now i'm i'm just bored honestly i there's got to be more than this that's what i think every time i wake up at 5 a.m. to go to my boring mundane job and i i know i'm not the only one but i'm surrounded by people who love what they do and I just am not one of those people right now. And I don't know what to do. And just other things in life. I just have, I feel like I've taken a lot of personal hits lately. And I just don't know how to kind of climb back out of that. I, I guess I need to find me again. And uh, anyway, I haven't felt this way since college. And and college, my first year, my freshman year, I, I went off to college and great school and everything, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And I, my parents were so proud that I was going there and I thought I could make it work, but it just, um, I don't know. I, it's the same thing. I, I fell into this deep, dark hole where all I wanted to do was sleep all the time and, and I was, very unsure of myself. It took a while to climb back out of that. And I'm sort of struggling to do that again. So I'm hoping that uh, that talking would will help. So uh, here we go. Um, that's my, my sob story. But I really don't want this to be a sad or angry sort of or thing. I, I want to feel it with all the cool good things that I see going on around me. So... Um, if anybody decides to tune in, I'm sorry. If anybody decides to tune in, I, I hope that what you find that I, that you find what I'm saying is real and, and maybe relatable. I just think that a lot of people for, take for granted that, that facade that we put up on social media, you know, the perfect pictures and the perfect life and the perfect events and stuff like that. And it's just not, not true. I, I know that there are a lot of people out there who, who struggle 
Um, I know a lot of people who, who think that their struggles are not important, but they are. And I have no idea what I'm going through or, or what to even categorize it. But for me, I don't feel like I can tell my husband about it. I don't feel like I can tell my family about it. I just am stuck. Um, because I know that it's just stupid mundane stuff and, and they won't understand. I guess I feel like they won't understand even though they they are great and wonderful and they probably would. I guess that's part of the problem. But, but anyway, I just, uh, you know, I... I need to find my voice, and I know that I am not the only one who who is struggling to do that in this day and age. So if anybody out there decides that they want to be listening, I, I hope that you find your voice and find something, do something to help take the first step to, to get you there. I'm hoping that this is my first step. So, yeah. Well, anyway, on to a lighter subject. I... I am an avid reader. I love to read. And uh, for those of you who might be listening who also enjoy that pastime, boy, I just got done with some really amazing books. Um, one of them being from around the Wichita area. Um, BTK was a huge part of our our, our culture. Um, in fact, I remember uh, my family and I went on a trip to Europe and we came back Um from Europe one day and my grandma was so freaked out that when we showed up at her house because that's where we left our car she took us to the airport she lives in Wichita she had all the doors locked and the curtains shut and her alarm on and it took her like 10 minutes to open the door and it was cold I remember it being so cold um we farm so we can't go on vacations any other time than like January or February And I remember standing out there thinking, God, it's cold, Grandma. Open up the door. Come on, you know. And uh, anyway, um, she was afraid. And I couldn't figure out why. I mean, my sister and I, we were middle school age. We were young enough to not know what was going on. And I remember seeing the words BTK sprawled out really big across the newspaper and thinking, I have no idea what this is. I don't know what Applevit soup. It doesn't make any difference to me. And in the following months, we learned that this gentleman had terrorized our community for three decades and had resurfaced and started leaving notes again for the police. My mom was terrified. My grandma was terrified. And and at the time, my mom had a couple of sisters and, and a brother and stuff who lived in Wichita and and they were frightened. Well, anyway, my point is, like, that touched base with me. It, it hit close to home, and I know it hit close to home for, for more people in more ways than just my piddly little story. But when Carrie, his daughter, Dennis Rader's daughter, came out with her book, I was so curious to see what was in it. What on earth could she have to say that would make any sense? Because I can't imagine can't even begin to imagine what it would be like to find out that my father was a serial killer. I mean, my father is my hero. He's he's my my dad. I, how do you how do you come back from that? And boy, it makes all my problems sure seem like crap, right? And that's part of the reason why I picked up the book. But man, 
she is so brave and just the book was crazy I can't tell if I liked it or not I really can't it was I devoured it I read it in like two days I couldn't put it down and I'm sure my husband got really annoyed with talking about it but there were things like she talked about going to places that I had been with her family and uh come to find out my dad before Dennis Rader was arrested had in a semi um broke down and went into that church to call for help. He was alone in that building. And I have no idea if Dennis Rader was there or not, but he said that a gentleman helped him and got him to the phone. Can you imagine if if that was, that was BTK? I mean, my God, like that's too close for comfort. And that's just, I didn't have to live with the man. I, I just can't imagine. And so, it was just, I mean, if anybody needs an eye-opener, read it. It's not gory or gross at all. Um, it really has less to do with the crimes and more Carrie's sort of realization at how they intersected with her life and her coming to terms with it. Um, the beginning of the book, she goes through things that she had done with her father to explain and give a picture of who he was to that family. And it, it's just very, very powerful. Uh, the other book, especially if you're sort of down in the dumps like me, uh, her name is Sophia Kinsella, the author, and she is a British author and she's just funny. Um, if you've ever heard of the Shopaholic series, uh, she wrote Confessions of a Shopaholic, but really besides her Shopaholic series, which she has six or seven books on that, her best work is really her standalone novels. I have never laughed so hard at a book before. I mean, laugh out loud, you can't put it down, just funny, and just funny in the quirkiest of ways. Her characters are real, and they're smart, and they're witty, and most of the time, they're women who don't get a sense of their self-worth and find it through just the most unassuming ways. Um, The... One I love the most is 20s Girl, where um, this woman who is sort of lost her ends up at the funeral of her 100-year-old great-aunt and ends up being able to communicate with her great-aunt's ghost. And through the story, her great-aunt pushes her, or the ghost pushes her to do things and live her life and to get out of the scared little pattern that she has befallen. It's super funny. I promise you'll love it. Anyway, the most recent book I read by her, I guess it came out a couple years ago, was my not-so-picture-perfect life. And it was about a gal who was in a marketing or worked for a marketing agency. And she lived in London and she just thought that if she posted everything so perfectly on Instagram that someday it would be so. And through the course of her getting laid off from her job and having to move back home and restart her life, she discovers that life isn't so picture perfect and it's just hilarious. I mean, the characters in it are real. She's real. She's funny. She's smart. She's driven. She helps her family discover who they are and heal old wounds. It's just a good 
heartfelt book. So if any of you guys are, if no one's listening to this, I'm just remembering for myself, you know, need some good books that really make you think, uh, Serial Killer's Daughter by Carrie Rawson is definitely, definitely should be on your list. And my Not So Picture Perfect Life by Sophia Kinsella should also be on that list. And just for fun, also throw in 20s Girl by Sophie and Kinsella. Really, you can't go wrong with any of her novels. They're just fantastic. So I'm going to end with that. And hopefully, um, maybe I can think of some other topics that are fun to talk about. I don't know. I had a friend who, who uh, suggested that I try this. And... Uh, We'll see. So have a great day. Happy President's Day. And I uh, wish I was supposed to get a mess of snow tomorrow. So stay warm, stay safe, and thank you. I hope you find your voice too.